Ooh. Welcome back to Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside my co-host, former Mets pitcher, Emmy Award winning analyst, Nelson Figueroa. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jake Brown Radio, at Figgy and Y. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your goddamn podcast. I don't know. There's too many apps these days to find, uh, but you find us anywhere. Amazing but true. If you're here now, we are a catch Astoria. Let me hear it. Let me hear you. That's what I'm talking about. Queens gets the money. Queens gets the mother effing money. We know that. Uh, so shout out to everyone here at Catch Astoria. So happy to have you guys. Our first live show. This is our first time doing this. And maybe our last. Maybe our last. <laughs> no, they don't want it to they be our last. Us. They love us. They it, love uh, us. Hopefully the Mets are playing like they're in last place right now. Um, our second year of the show. First year was COVID shortened. This year, it's good to be back out and about with the people, vaccinated, all that, enjoying ourselves, living life. Um, we will have a fun show planned today. We have giveaways, trivia, lots to do. If you haven't, listen back to old episodes of the show. Glenn Close, Hank Azaria, Mike Piazza, Terry Collins, David Wright. A plenty of names have joined our show. We drop new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays, you get us. Thursday, we'll have Ty Burrell from Modern Family coming on the show, so check out that. Uh, that'll come out Thursday night after their noon game. Hopefully they don't get swept then too, no. Figgy. But uh, let's start there. I mean, my God. You go into this weekend, Figgy, hoping that they can right their wrongs from the week against the Marlins. You lose three out of four to the Marlins. I said on Thursday's podcast, I'm approaching Panic City. Mm. Well, Figgy, we've hit Panic City. <laughs> For the first time since May 6th, the Mets are not in first place. They're not in second place. They're in third place. And this weekend in Philadelphia, cheesesteaks were eaten by a many, and the bats were asleep by the New York Mets. They were terrible. They might have been on the toilet during these games, eating those cheesesteaks, letting out the remains. It was disgusting. It was a disgusting weekend in Philly, and the Mets now are only a game over 500 and two and a half games out of first place. Not exactly how they planned that road trip, and when you look at how quickly that escalated, right? The Mets were starting pitching was second to none in all of baseball. There were one or two throughout, and with all the injuries, it was bound to come crashing back to earth. Tyler McGill, he's been great in his last two outings. He's given up four runs both times in one inning. So they've gotten to him, and they've gotten to him quickly. And with the Mets' offense being so bad, they're not able to score runs. They're not able to get these hits in bunches. They're getting a ton of singles, which does absolutely nothing because they've left so many runners on base. Since Lindor has gone out, that was July 16th, they've left 172 runners on base, which is first in all of baseball. Number one in all of baseball of futility. That's something that can't continue to keep happen happening. And when you look at the reasons why, you have to look no further than Pete Alonso, Michael Conforto, and Dominic Smith. Those are the three guys in the middle of that lineup that are supposed to Driving guys, supposed to continue the rallies. We've seen some home runs here and there, but it's few and far between from what you're expecting in that Mets lineup where it was supposed to have such great depth. The stars have come back, and we said that when the extra players, the bench mob, and all the irregulars who were playing for the Mets, they found ways to win games because they were hitting in bunches. They were getting timely hits. Right now, with so many runners in scoring position being left on, it's been hard to watch Mets baseball because a 2-0 lead, and we looked at today's game as just an example. 
two solo home runs in the first inning, and I think everybody here in Catch Astoria said, oh, oh, game's over. And that's a sad feeling for a Mets team that's supposed to be able to put up four, five, six runs a game. So there's no easy answer for it. We heard the players today after the game talking about it, and they don't have answers for it. They're trying to make light of it because it's so frustrating. If you think you're frustrated, I'm going to tell you right now, from a professional player's perspective, it's great to get paid to play baseball, but not when you're playing baseball like this. It's the most frustrating thing because you're on a stage bigger than normal because not just the local papers are writing about it. Every newspaper in the world is writing about how bad the Mets' offense is. And if they could just score three runs a game, four runs a game, they would have an immensely better record than they're showing right now, and they're falling from grace very quickly. I mean, it's literally parachute time. Yeah. How do you say parachute in Spanish, Figgy? Paracarida. Paracarida. It's a paracarida time. I'm not going to lie. That's the best Spanish you've ever had right there. Catch a story inspires me to uh, speak good Spanish, I guess. But uh, it's rock bottom. You know, the title of this episode will be Rock Bottom. The Mets have hit rock bottom. But listen, there is time left in this season. The Mets have 51 games left, 28 at home, 23 on the road. They've been one of the better home teams in baseball. Maybe that's because I'm there every day. Who knows? Uh, you know, they've been good at home, so they have more home games than road games. But you said 2 nothing. It feels over at one nothing. I mean, when the game is one nothing, you're like, can they manufacture a run? The ima- Death, taxes, bases loaded, no outs, no runs. I mean, those three things all line up. The Mets always leave the seven-line army on the base pass. Everyone is stuck there, and they're not coming home. They're all staying. They're stranded. They're stranded on the lonely island with Andy Samberg. That's where they are. They got nowhere to go, Figgy. It's pathetic. You have to. I always joke with you, bunt. Do something. Change your approach. Do something different. You always laugh at me. Lay down a bunt. You did it in first grade. That was what I did my only year in Little League was laying down freaking bunts. My fat ass couldn't hit you know what. So instead, I'm like, let me try a bunt. That's one of the first things you learn in baseball. You as a pitcher, that was your thing. A sack bunt. You had, a, you had an RBI triple, which I know you... I had more than an You RBI had two triple. RBIs in a game once. <laughs> That's it. He was, you know, he was, wasn't a bad hitting pitcher, Figgy. He was a decent hitting pitcher. But you had to lay down bunts. You learned in spring training how to do it. And we joke about it, but when you have guys in scoring position and less than two outs, Marcus Stroman on Friday night has the bases loaded, no outs, and he's looking at pitches down the middle. Why not even attempt a bunt to get that runner home? You know how feeble the offense has been, and you're not even going to give it a attempt, Figgy? I'm not, I'm not taking it out on pitchers. They're not supposed to hit. They're not supposed to be the guys you're counting on. Like I said, the middle of this lineup is killing them right now but you're you're right right manufacturing runs is what baseball used to be that's not the way baseball's played anymore case in point the phillies have now won eight straight and they're steamrolling they are they're steamrolling the national league east right 11 of their 12 runs that they scored in the series were all off home runs so 11 of the 12 runs they scored all off home runs the other run was a pitcher got a hit with man in scoring position and drove him in. So they're not doing it, you know, by manufacturing runs, bunting people over. They're swinging and they're hitting and they're getting the long ball. You see a lot of pitchers making mistakes now because they're pressing. The Mets pitchers are pressing because what they're trying to do is go deep into games, elicit some contact, and the contact has not been pretty. You're talking about home runs nonstop. The last uh, two games for the Phillies, every single run was scored due to a home run. That's unbelievable to think about. And in that band box of a ballpark, the Mets should be able to hit home runs as well. But they had to face somebody like Zach Wheeler, who came back to bite them Ugh. in the ass. 
You can uh all you want. Uh, should have signed him. I Why didn't you. we bring him back? Now nope. I look like a, you were the one since day one saying we should have brought him back. What did he get? Five years, 100? He got five years, 115, yeah. something around there. And they didn't want to do that. And sadly enough, you look at it, and it was one of the best investments that the Philadelphia Phillies made at the time. He's been available to pitch. Other than in 2020, he uh, hurt his finger taking off his pants. It was a freak injury. Happens to me every day. Happens every day. Every, every day. day. But that's one of those things where you look at it and you say, this guy has finally figured it out. He was watching Jacob DeGrom pitch, knowing how to pitch on the outside part of the plate, knowing how to then use his breaking ball third time through the lineup. And we just saw all of that against the Mets today. He had his best game of the season, you know, two hitter, both hits to Brandon Nimmo, and he just dominated. He looked so calm doing it. He didn't even break a sweat quite frankly. And yet all I see is Mets pitchers, their heads are spinning before the game is even into the second inning. 40 pitches in the first two innings. And then by the sixth inning, he was only at 80. So that means that he calmed down a little bit, was able to compete, but it felt like it was, it was down so much more because every opportunity that came up, Zach Wheeler was able to extinguish the fire very quickly. That's something that you wish you had on your ball club right now, because they've gone through so many pitchers no sign of Jacob DeGrom coming back anytime soon. No sign of, of uh, Syndergaard coming back soon. You've got what you have, and you have to be able to compete with it. And I'm not blaming the pitchers because no team in baseball is winning if you score zero runs. The Mets are so bad that babies and children just left Catch Astoria. Uh, they've driven them nuts. They got to get them in uh, watching Barney and Teletubbies instead of Mets baseball. Uh, yeah, Lindor should be back in a few weeks. You know, Noah Syndergaard, he was throwing off a mound this weekend, so that's progress. But who knows when we see him. Your hope is that in September, you're within a few games of first, you get Lindor, DeGrom, and Syndergaard back. Listen, when you're without your ace and your star shortstop, uh, you're in trouble. And now on top of that, the new guy they get, Figgy, Javi Baez, gets hurt today with hip tightness. The Mets as shortstop are just absolutely depleted. I mean, they've lost every shortstop known to man that's on this roster. If you want to go through it, Lindor, 10-day IL, strained right oblique. Javi Baez, status unclear today, left hip tightness. Luis Guillorme, 10-day IL, left hamstring strain. Jose Peraza, 10-day IL, fractured right middle finger. Hell, Jose Reyes broke his hand rapping yesterday. He's on the IL as well. He hasn't been on the team in 10 years. I mean, come on. Everyone is getting hurt. I mean, COVID's shutting down the Yankees and picking up your pants is shutting down the Mets. It's unbelievable how many injuries this team has dealt with. But right now, for the most part, a lot of these guys are healthy. So the excuses run out at some point. And, you know, we talked early in the year, Figgy, when the bench mob was taking over about, oh, commend the job Luis Rojas does. You know how hard that was for me to say. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't love him as a choice as manager. But listen, he did great. But guess what? Now he's not. And if the Mets miss the playoffs, Luis Rojas will be fired. You have to go on to a new direction and get a manager that's been there before. I, I don't want to hear about the managers don't make a difference because they do. I mean, look at the White Sox are doing. You might hate Tony La Russa, but that team's in first you place. You think that's cruising. Tony La is doing? I'm not saying it's all he's doing. You got to wake up Tony La Russa but, to, for the game. You got to wake me? up. You got to put the nerds to sleep that are doing these analytics because analytics are ruining baseball in so many ways. They have their place. They have their time. But the whole game can't be analytics. Sometimes it's just got to be your feel for the game. You were in an era. You pitched, what, 2000 to 2010 mm -hmm. in an era that was much more feel of the game. Let's see how the pitcher's doing. Let's not monitor his pitch count through the wazoo like they're doing now. Analytics are hurting the game, and Luis Rojas will go by the books, will go by analytics. And I'm not saying that's why the Mets are losing. Listen, they're not hitting. But 
if this team misses the playoffs after being in first place for three months, we'll see you later, Luis Rojas. Yeah, of course. But if you're blaming it all on Luis Rojas, I blame it more on the injuries. I blame it more on the guys that you were counting on to be in uniform. And not just be in uniform, but be productive. Michael Conforto has not shown up for the season oh. yet. He's so handsome. He's, he's incredibly good looking. But you can't bat 195 and play every day. I'm sorry. Then you, then you do have the, the conundrum of who to play and when and where. And that's been the hardest thing. That's been the hardest thing of trying to figure out who exactly you're going to put in this lineup. Because even when it's left-on-left matchup, where we've had success, Dom Smith has had success, Brandon Nimmo's had success, and yet they weren't in the lineup yesterday, and it didn't work out. Right, so that's what the problem is: is that no matter what you do, you can always go back. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I learned that by being an Emmy award-winning analyst. I'm never wrong. I'm, Hold I'm, on, there's a little dirt on your shoulder. Let I'm, me I'm brush never, it off. Here. I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong because I get to watch the whole game and say, "Aha, he was wrong." I look like a genius every you time. You got the Seinfeld the voice when you say that. No, but it's, it's true. That's that's the problem with this game now because of the analytics. Because you can go back and watch everything again and again, you can figure out exactly at what point did this game go wrong. It happens in that dugout in an instant. We watch it on replays over and over and over again, and like, how did they not see that possibility? Why didn't they use this guy? Why didn't they use that guy? It's always going to be that way. Bottom line is this: the players are paid professionals. They need to be able to perform better. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The hitting has been a detriment to this team from day one. They've been the second worst offense in all of baseball. And I think the Pirates are slowly going to pass them, quite frankly. But that's what you're looking at, is this team has uh, been held together with duct tape for the most part. And if you looked at the run differential, even while they were in first place for 90 days, Enjoy the 90 days, Mets fans. That was great, right? <laughs> 90 but, day fiance, but, putting but, a new meaning to the, the only, show. The Where's only, Big Ed at? Yeah, the only problem was there's still 60 days left in the season when those 90 days ended, right? It would have been great if they were able to end the season 90 days in first place, but that's not the way it happened. So what you're hoping for here on out is these guys have to wake up, and there was no set formula. Pete Alonso tried to laugh it off in his interview um, after the game, and that's frustrating as hell for fans, right? So frustrating. Most, most of us here were thinking the same thing. How could you even be smiling right now? But it beats crying. What else could you possibly do? It's not, it's not yeah. lack of effort. It's lack of execution. That's what it comes what down to. What else can you do? Drink, I guess. That's what we're doing here at Catch Astoria. Yes, uh, this is the Amazing But True podcast. Shout out to everyone at Cash. Let me hear you. I got to say the word shots for the non-Mets fans to wake up. Shots, shots, shots. There they, there are. they are. There they are. Queens is well represented. 98 Fiance. You know, Big Ed used mayonnaise for his hair. I wouldn't know that. I use cocoa butter uh, for mine. But have you ever tried mayonnaise in your hair, Figgy? No. Why yeah. would you? Oh, that's why Big Ed struggled very much getting women <laughs> in his life. Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm bald, yeah, exactly. I nice. use too much mayonnaise in my uh, hair when I had it. <laughs> God, I don't use mayonnaise beyond tuna. I don't even use it in a sandwich. Only I don't tuna. even want to know what you else you would use mayonnaise for. Yeah, that's all right. Pause. <laughs> Shout out to former Matt Aaron Hallman, Hellman Hallman's mayonnaise. Um, if, you know, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Jake Brown Radio, at FiggyNY is where you get us. If you're posting pictures or video today, use the hashtag, AmazingButTrue, tag us. We'll retweet, we'll repost. AmazingButTruePod at gmail.com if you want to email us as well. Email us your questions and all that jazz. You know, we thought we were having an October live show, Figgy. Uh, October, stop? we'll both be on the golf course, it's looking like, along with the Mets <laughs> roster. No, I, it, it is a little bleak right now, but there's plenty of time to turn it around. you got to remember, 
Just look back a few years ago when the Nationals, I need some booze for the Nationals. When the Nationals turned their season around. Remember, their first 50 games, they were something like 11 and 39. And they turned their season around and were able to go home and win the championship to win the whole thing. So it's not about when you do it. It's, it's, I'm sorry, it's not about how you do it. It is when you do it. And you got to find a way to get hot again. This month of August was going to be bad. And it started out bad and it could get worse very, very quickly as they have 13 games coming up with the... Uh, National League West, which is the juggernaut of all of baseball with the Giants and Dodgers. So they have the Nationals first, which they can hopefully win. Uh, have the, to win. They have to win the majority <laughs> win. of that series. And then you go ahead and you have to deal with the Dodgers and Giants for 13 straight games. So that's not going to be any fun. But if they can find a way to split that series even, I think they can come out and, and tread water through that. They can come out on top and be able to kind of ride the wave. Listen, you got six games at home here, Figgy. Come out to City Field, hopefully root the team on. If not, I'm going to be falling off the top of the last row of the building. You know, I've gotten bougie. I don't like sitting up top, but I might have to fall off the top. No, I'm just kidding. I'll be fine. Uh <laughs> This is a Mets, Mets therapy session here. Um, but this is a big series because the Nationals are a team that's, we always joke that Will Smith gif of him in his living room by himself, that's Juan Soto, is by himself in the living room, and he's got no one else. you got to beat the Nationals this series because five days in Flushing, like we said in our last episode, you could check out with the Barstool crew, KFC and Clem. We said 13 days in hell coming to SNY. Well, when you face the Dodgers, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Giants for 13 games, by the end of August, we might be planning our Labor Day trip to not watch the Mets. And that's scary to think. We thought September would be a pennant race. I know I'm sounding all ill will and negative here, but Very negative, Jake. if you could really sweep the Nationals, you're going to get the fans excited for a big three-game set against the Dodgers. And listen, not all hope is lost. The Phillies have the three versus the Dodgers and three versus the scorching Reds this week. That's six tough games. Mets win five out of six this week. They're right back in first place. So this is an all-over season done. We have plenty of time. This is rock bottom, but it could get better. You were just saying how the season's over and we're going to be playing golf. Now all of a sudden you're backtracking. I'm trying to talk myself out of it, for God's sake. Like, I'm trying to find meaning to go to City Field. I've been to like 40 games. I'm going to have to stop going in September. But I still believe, and here's why, Figgy. This lineup, this offense, has too much talent to not be good. We've seen these guys perform in the past. We saw this team make the World Series in 2015. We saw these guys make the playoffs in 2016. We've seen these bats do great. We've seen Pete Alonso win back-to-back home run derbies. We saw Pete Alonso be the home for? run king. We've done everything with this lineup. So it's not like in the last, you know, last seven, eight weeks they can't turn around. So there is hope because we've seen them do it. They just need to kick their ass and get it into gear. And listen, I don't know what Steve Cohen's message was before the game, but it did not work. Because after Brandon Nimmo doubled to start the game, they literally did nothing until the ninth inning when Nimmo got a hit again. Brandon Nimmo is the only thing that did anything. So we, we need another speech. Shout out to Brandon Nimmo. To Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo's only fan here in the building, along with his family. Brandon Nimmo has an only fan. What'd yeah. you say? <laughs> oh, that amazing but true after dark, after hours. Uh, but uh, they have hope because they've been there and they have the talent to do so. Yeah, listen, rock bottom is what this is. And you, we keep saying it every like week, right? Oh, this has been a bad week. They'll start getting it together. Oh, this has been, a, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But honestly, could it get any worse right now? 
It can't get any worse right now. You got guys that are, have been carrying this team for a little while. The, the unknowns have been the guys that are carrying it. Brandon Drury getting playing time and getting clutch hits. He's been a, a bright spot at least. So you try to ride those bright spots, but Luis Rojas can only do so much. You can only ask these guys to do so much. They're paid professionals. They have to perform better, bottom line. All right, we got to do giveaways because people are getting bored in here. They're, they're talking. Jelani and Alyssa here chatting it up. They can't shut their mouths. Uh, let, let's bring up a guest here. Afi, you want to come up, do a little trivia? Come on, shout out to Afi. Give him a round of applause. Afi, come on up. Then we'll bring up David and his buddy. Shout out to David. We'll, we'll get a little trivia here. Afi, come sit in the middle. Come on. Robbie, loyal listener of the show. Welcome to the stage. I call him the co-king of Astoria. I'm the king. He's the co-king. Um, yeah. You still oh, haven't no, given no, me the no, login. I haven't given the login yet. You turn said up his mic. Yeah, his mic turn up. It lower, sounded lower. like you said co-king. He's not the co-king. We're not in Miami. Jesus. Oh, I was like, your shots and coke get the people back there fired up. Dropping dime on the Who's got guy? the drugs? <laughs> Too sober for all this. All right. <laughs> We're going to do Mets trivia, Afi, for you. And if you get it right... You don't have the blue shirt, right? You have no, the orange. I, I don't have this. We'll give you a blue. We'll give you a coaster. We will give you a koozie. Maybe even a mug, too. Name two Mets position players that have pitched in a game. Two Mets position players who have come in to pitch. Since 2000. Since Y2K. Since Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were popping. Give me two players that have pitched. <laughs> All right, here we go. Jose Reyes. Correct. And... <laughs> I wanted a reason to press that. I was not ready for that. And uh, Luis Gilmore. We have a winner! Let's get, give Avi a round of applause. All right, let's give him a bonus question now. Bonus, ready? <laughs> Name the Met who made the epic catch in the no-hitter. Johan's no-hitter in left field. Who made the catch that saved the no-hitter? He's from New York, left fielder, obscure, I'll give you a clue. Jesus. I'll give you a clue. He, he, yeah. he forgets it, so I'll give you a clue. No. He was the name of the dog in Anchorman that got kicked. Where he says, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. This is his last name of the guy, the left fielder, who made the catch. Do, 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 do. If not, we have someone that knows it back there. Isn't that Jordani Gossman? No. like Photo friend, come to the stage. Come to the stage. What's your name? What's your name? All right, he's coming to the stage. Well, Afi, good try. You got one right. You loser. Take, take a coaster. Take a, a blue. We only got XL, Afi. It was Mike Bester. Hey, distracted. He's both of those. Jake's easily distracted. You know that. Should we give him the autographed Michael Conforto baseball if he gets this right? Damn. Should we give him an autographed? Are you a Mets fan? What's your name? Put the mic up. My name is, my name is Kevin. Ke Kevin? Kevin, yeah. Kevin, he shout out. Mets he fan. got a koozie. Yeah. Do you like Michael Conforto? Not this season. Oh. <laughs> no ball for you. Alyssa's feeding for a ball over here. Alyssa might want that ball. All right, we'll give you a shirt and a koozie. Can you name that left fielder? Mike Baxter. Mike Baxter is correct. Give him a round of applause. Who is this guy? Shout out to Kevin. Go pick a shirt. Medium, large, extra large. All right, Mike Baxter is correct. Have you seen it? What is wrong with you? Well, all right, so we should save that? Like those are every day. All right, let's bring up Eddie. Is that his name? Eddie. Eddie's a big a Met fan here. 
So, Eddie, I've been, David, the intern, has told me you are a big fan, so you're going to get a hard one now. How you doing, Eddie? I'm great. How are you guys? Welcome to Amazing But True. Thank you. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get podcasts. Don't look at my screen. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. L- look at Figgy's face. I like the your, ladies your love Figgy. You got there. Who thinks Figgy's a handsome man? Put your hands together. Very little, very little clappish here. And who thinks I'm a handsome man? Let's go. Woo! Yeah. Right. Sad part is, is those Fishing are your for roommates comp- yelling the loudest. Only my roommates yelled. Male yelled roommates are yelling the loudest. That's all I got to say. And they've seen me shirtless, which makes it uh, worse. All right. All right, here we go. This player, this is a tough one. So if you know this, if you get this, we're giving you the Conforto sign ball. Awesome. Awesome. All right. This player played one season for the Mets in 2001, had the best year of his career, came into pitch. He had 300. He's an infielder. He came into pitch one game, obscure Met, played, started his career with the Phillies. I interviewed him once, and he called Phillies fans trash. Maybe accurate. Um, and all of Philly Sports Radio was very mad at me and him for saying this. Do you have any ideas of who this might be? One year with the Mets, 2001, utility player, infielder. I mean, I was one years old. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's right. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Get right. the hell away from you me. You know what? I'll, I'll give him a different one. He's too young. He's too young for you, bro. Um, wait, wait. I'll give him one more hint. So he was the last U.S. Cup of Philadelphia before Jimmy Rollins. I don't think he's going to help him. No, unfortunately not. Does anyone in the, no one in the building knows the answer to this one. All right, well, David, do you know it? You don't know it. You know it? Do you know it? Well, you were, uh, say it again. Your name is a little off. You were close. Your accent is killing me. Come to the mic. Come to the mic. Give it up for David the intern. You got me with a hint. You were very close, but I think you said it wrong. Say it again. Deshi Rashford? If you were Mike Tyson with the lisp, that would be loosely translated. Deshi Rashford. Desi Relaford. Yes. Should we give it to him? We'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. Eddie gets it. Eddie gets it. Eddie got it. it. He's giving him the the transitive property states that he's giving him the prize. Look, I did did drop a ball thrown to me by Michael Conforto last year. Oh, (laughs) so it's only due. Give him the ball. Here we go. All right, I'm going to give you one more. All right. All right. Which Cardinal hit the foul ball in Johan's no-hitter? That was actually fair, and it went foul. It was Carlos Beltran. Ding, 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 ding. Go get a shirt. You get a shirt as well. Go pick a size. Shout out to Eddie. Give a round of applause for Eddie. Nice job, Eddie. Nice job. I kind of like the name Deshi Rushford instead. I'm not going to lie to you. It's like my, my Hebrew brother from another mother. You know that. Oh, Cardinals. Oh, boo, boo this man. Boo. Boo. Nobody likes the Cardinals. And Yadier Molina. Oh, I just vomited everywhere. Oh, my goodness. Let's bring up Tony to the stage. Tony. Tony. AD Tony. All day Tony. Tony beat Jake here today. Tony was the first one in the building. Yes. Come take a seat, Tony. You know, I have Billy to. Billy is in the building. I have to tell you. Can they hear me? Handsome son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, they ha- they have to t- I have to tell you something. I won All-Star Game tickets back in 2013. I won a trivia contest by Dwayne Reed. I answered all 10 questions. Damn. I was only one of 
two people to win, and there were hundreds of people in the contest. But the reason why I'm saying this is because I don't know any of the answers to the, what's going on today. I'm uh, like, I'm getting killed back then. I don't know. Well, yeah. But I don't think I'm getting killed today. Well, Tony, you did say, Tony, Tony has a big fan base here. Ask me a question from the 70s or 80s because I'm old. I don't know what's going on today. I'm old school. You got to give me something old. Right, here's an easy one. Who was the Mets' backup catcher in 1986 for the World Series team? Oh, it's Ed Hearn. Ed Hearn is correct. Yeah. All right. Since you are a loyal, amazing but true listener, name five guests from the Amazing But True podcast. All right. Uh, Glenn Close. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Mike Piazza. Correct. That's two. I purposely annoy people by telling them that I like Mike Piazza because he's handsome and Italian, just like me. Can, can relate. You're can not relate. Wrong. Can You're relate. Not wrong, Tony. My favorite all-time player. All right. When he called my phone, I had goosebumps. Like when I first talked to Mike Piazza, I got nervous. But what we bonded over on this episode oh, is we talked about toilet, toilet paper, paper, and my roommates can relate to this, and how you get the bodega kind of makes your ass bleed, but. <laughs> But you get Charmin, and it feels great on your butt. And he laughed over the fact that I said they're running out of good toilet paper, and my ass is bleeding. So, uh, so he related. Wait, let me go back because God. <laughs> so we had we had Piazza on right before COVID started. Right when COVID had started, we were going on lockdown. July. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out, you know, the whole toilet paper thing. What was the obsession with toilet paper? And so these two commiserated over toilet paper from the bodega. That was I commiserated with my childhood hero over toilet paper. Iconic. All right, so you got two. Piazza. Amazing but true. Man, you know, I, I listen. Was Bobby Valentine, I guess? Yes. Correct. Bobby yeah, Valentine was on the show. Um, That's three. Two more. Uh, Alonzo. Pete Alonzo was on the show. Okay. Give it up for Pete Alonzo, everyone. Yeah. All right, another former Mets manager, and you'll get it. Uh, a former Mets manager? Yep. Recently. Uh, Jesus, was Collins? Home. Terry Collins, that's correct. There's five. Take a coaster. Take a koozie. Thanks for helping me through that, guys. I appreciate it. We got a good prize for you. So you were in 2013, you said? Say again? You were at the All-Star Game 2013, you said? I won tickets to the game, yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. What prize do we have for him? An All-Star Game gnome! People love gnomes. I'm telling you, they line up hours before the game for these stupid things. I don't think he's too thrilled with it, though. I hope not. Jeez, I think my beard doesn't grow in that well. No, you guys gave me enough. I'm good. You're good? You guys, you guys spoiled me as soon as I Oh, how sweet. Tony, Tony takes good care of us. And I'm such a meth fan that I remember his number, 27. That's right. 27. 27. That should have been the trivia. Show. I saw him pitch. You were a great pitcher. You were good you. stuff. I appreciate it. You were tough. I watched his games. All right, that's enough. I only said $10. <laughs> Hit the cash app after the game. <laughs> All right, this is amazing but true. Do we have any more trivia, Figgy? We want to give. We got to give away more stuff. Let's give away something to Brian Mungia, who works with Give it up to Brian Mungia. Yay! Give Brian a mic. Which former Met gets paid over a million dollars every July 1st, every single year, till 2035? Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla is correct! <laughs> All right, Figgy, you as a lifelong Mets fan, growing up a Mets fan, 
what it was like to step on that Shea Stadium mound as a Met for the first. Take us through the whole experience, what it was like being a New York Met as a lifelong Met fan. You were drafted by the Mets. They traded you before you got there. And then you pitched for them at Shea Stadium. Take us through that feeling. So 13 years after I was drafted by the New York Mets, I got a chance to live a childhood dream of pitching at Shea Stadium. So the first time I got to tow the, the rubber, I was warming up, but kind of looking around the upper deck, realizing that this is more than just a dream come true for me. All my friends, my family, my parents, the whole support network that was there for me throughout the ups and downs of playing professional baseball. So here I am wearing a Mets uniform, and uh, then all of a sudden, the last pitch, they throw it down. I'm ready to start the game against the Milwaukee Brewers, and it hits me. I'm actually going to be able to do this and say that I did this. First inning went really well. I remember I got two strikes on a hitter, and the crowd started doing the slow clap because they wanted the strikeout. You Let's guys get know the slow what that clap. Is. Let's go. So that slow clap, right? What are you guys expecting? You want to see a strikeout. <laughs> only Love problem a good was, slow clap. <laughs> only problem was I had to step off because I started feeling that, what if I don't give them a strikeout? They're going to boo the hell out of me, right? The first time it happened, I didn't get a strikeout. I got a ground ball, got out of the inning. But then the next time it happened, I need the slow clap again. Start it up, Jake. They got the angels in the outfield. There uh, it is. Uh, uh. I rear back, able to throw a breaking ball in the outside part. Billy Hall strikes out. I strike out my first batter as a Met. The crowd goes wild. So all of Shea Stadium is roaring. I had over 120 people there. Again, people that supported me through my career, the ups and downs, my mom and dad, Billy Wagner, let them stay in his suite. Uh, the suite held 20, but in Puerto Rican, that means 50. Um, and so my whole family squished in there and took turns to watch me from Billy Wagner's suite. And uh, it was more than a dream come true for just me. It was, again, my whole family had an opportunity to see me put on a Mets uniform. I had been in the big leagues already with several teams, but it, there was nothing like that. There was nothing like having an opportunity to pitch at Chase Stadium. And then, of course, to top it off, so my career has bookends. My first win as a Met was that day, April 11th, 2008. And then my last win with the Mets, it was the next year in 2009, I threw the first complete game shutout in City Field history. So it was very fitting, bookends to my Mets career where I went out on, as a winner in both situations. Control what you can control, I always said that. I my went ups and downs. What am I? The DFA? I'm still tied for three. Figgy DFAs. is tied for the most times DFA, which if you don't follow baseball means designated for assignment in a Mets uniform in a season. So, uh, so hell of a record. It's, it's not a good thing. But again, it means that they want to keep you because they keep signing you back. Right. So I was able to do that. And my last thing was the complete game shutout, which was the first one in, in uh, City Field history, even before Santana. Give it up for a complete game shutout. That's Let's right. go. That means nine innings of zero freaking runs. And Shout out to you, Figgy. And with today's team, that would mean I'd probably get a no decision. But yeah, <laughs> can I pitch tomorrow? I'd give it a whirl at this point because I don't, I don't even have to throw four innings. I mean, that's what they're doing now. So, But, yeah, it was, it was everything and then some, and it's, it's still one of those things that you got to pinch yourself about. We go to the games now, and we walk in there, and, uh, you know, I, if I get recognized or I get, you know, special treatment, as Jake likes to call it, he goes, is it like this every time with you? I'm going, uh, it's not a bad thing, right? There's only been about 1,100 people that can say they played for the New York Mets in the history of the planet. So it's a really cool thing that I still live here. I'm still vested, invested in the team and, and, and having this podcast. 
still gives me a voice for New York fans, and I'm able to help calm this guy down every uh, 30 minutes, as you guys can see. He's very... He's a very passionate fan, but I think we all feel the same, that we want more from this team. And with the new ownership, I think we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, I don't know if I get that treatment at City Field. They just direct me to the food and point to my belly, and uh, I maybe get like 10% off. Uh, so I try to get in the suite when I can. You know, for the food and the drinks, is always a good time. Well, in honor of Nelson Figueroa, let's take it to the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy! <laughs> All right, we're going to bring a fellow Puerto Rican, Jelani, on the stage right now. Jelani, come to the stage. Give it up for Jelani. All right, so each once a week, Figgy will teach me words in Spanish. I took French for seven years. Big mistake. My mom always said, I'll help you with your homework. She never helped me once, but I was a good French student. What a liar. But Figgy is trying to, <laughs> Figgy is trying to teach me Spanish, so... Jelani will judge, and she will give her rendition of the word, which oh, will be perfect, God. and mine will not be. Oh, uh, no. Figgy, what's the first word we got? Basement? Sweep? Bienvenidos, mis uh, estudiantes. ¿Cómo estás? Bienvenidos. Saba bien. Muy bien, gracias. Sabe bien. Okay, so the first, the first word we're going to use is swept, as the Mets got swept. In, I know, it's a depressing show. It hurts. The Mets got swept <laughs> in Philadelphia. <laughs> The word, Jake. Jake will go first, and then we'll, you'll show him how it's done, because you're Puerto Rican. Oh, I got right. total Puerto faith. Rican. She's a Boricua. So, so just like God, body. that even sounded like it hurt. <laughs> yeah, he barrido. Barrido. Like burrito? Oh, no. God. If that doesn't say so. it, I don't know what else does. Catherine, can we get some burritos over here? <laughs> barrido. Say it again. Barrido. Barrido. I can't I roll can't. my freaking arm. What are you joking on? <laughs> everyone in the back was like, Lachayim, <laughs> <laughs> Shabbat Shalom, everyone. No, yeah, no. He's very Jewish. Totally different show. Barrido. Barrido. Oh, God. That's all right. It's getting Barrido. Better. Barrido. 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 Oh, my God. She's showing me up, folks. Barrido. Whoa. <laughs> Let's go, Boricua. Right. Calm down, guys, in the back there. That's um, right. <laughs> One more time, say it again. Barrido. For research purposes, For say it again. Purposes, yeah. Dale. Dale. Barrido. Barrido. You're really trying. Bar no, no, Bar no. I know. No, no, I can't. stop choking. Oh. It's the front of your tongue. Lido, barrido. Lido. Lido, barrido. Barrido. You're not allowed in Puerto Rico. There's more words, Jelani. We got more words. Okay. Oh, we have amazing but blue shots coming because we haven't had oh tequila shots. Whoa, tequila pain. All right, Bonito. All right, now we're gonna bring up Maida to the stage. Maida, Boricua, Lorena, Boricua. Our next word, Figgy, is what? These are these are too easy for anybody who speaks Spanish, but for you, and it's you should do sotano. A basement. Sotano. Say it again. Sotano. Sotalo. No. Sotano. Sotano. Yeah. See? Oh, that's easy. We need something harder than that, but. Mayra, sotano. 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 All right. Too easy. Give me another one, Figgy. All right. So you want to talk about Panic City? Here's Panic City. Panic City. Here we go. Ciudad Panico. Excusez-moi? Ciudad Panico. Sida Panico. What? Sida? No, not Sida. No, no. Ciudad Panico. Ciudad. Ciudad Panico. 
Better. Ciudad Panico. Let's see how they're just showing me up. <laughs> you asked for it. That's not right. You asked for it. Ciudad Panico. That's Panic City for the Mets fans. Say it one more time. Ciudad Panico. Ciudad Panico. My favorite one that Figgy was taught me was inject me with the vaccine, which is inyectame con la vacuna. That's the only one he's got. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to the Vacu vaccine. Vacuna Matata, bitches. Let's go. Shout out to Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. We knew you well. Shout out to Pfizer. Papi Chulo in the building. <laughs> um, what are some other ones you taught me? First place, which sounds like Peter Luger, is Primer Lugar. Not bad. Uh, crab is Crabejo. No, it's not Crabejo. I thought it was. Cangrejo. Cangrejo. Let's bring the girl in the glasses. Come to the stage. Come to the stage. Come to the stage. The girl cheering for the shots. Come to the stage. We've got a tequila shot here. Come to the, we got a tequila shot for you. Tequila shot for She the just ran world. as fast as Usain Bolt when she heard tequila shot. You got to give her one of those. Huh? Wait, you don't speak Spanish? I do, but not Okay. Don't worry. You'll speak more Spanish than Jake. Don't worry. We'll give her a pass one. Yeah. All right. Let's do backstabbing. Give, give her backstabbing. Uh, punta oh. espalda. Punta espalda. Mm. Well, what, what did you say it was? You, you said it was apuñalar por la espalda. Espalda. <laughs> punta me en la espalda. Give this girl a shot. My yeah. goodness. What's your name? Alex. <laughs> Alex. Alex. Say that again, one more time. Alexandra. Oh. <laughs> no, not your name. <laughs> Alex, Alex. Punta me en la espalda. Whoa! <laughs> She's asking you to stand All right, let's give, let's give her hit by pitch. Get, read her hit by pitch. Uh, oh, you want me to read it? I do want you to read it. This is your class. Gol, gol, Golpeame. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, listen. Wait, Sorry. Golpeado por la lanzamiento. That's wrong, Figgy. You read it for me. Golpeado de la lanzamiento. Um, hit me from the get-go. Lanzamiento. Lanzamiento, like from the get-go, from like the start. No, no that lanzamiento is pitch. So hit by pitch. Yeah, I don't know That's baseball. You don't know baseball? No, oh, I do. Oh, I do. No, no, no. Take off the shirt. No, no, no. Take no. off the shirt. Take. Yeah, oh, Jerry Springer. <laughs> Who's got the Jerry beads back there? Golpea means to hit me, right? Yes. I don't know. Alensamiento means from the start or from the beginning. No, empiezamiento. Alpensamiento? Empiezamiento. From the beginning. Right. From this the beginning. Hit me from the start. Lanzamiento. Hit me. Throw me from the. <laughs> throw me from the first base. The show is taking a turn. <laughs> No, 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 don't get me wrong. I do watch baseball, but I don't get all of it. I try to get I, it. I like baseball, I don't watch all of it. How about this? We did this one. Yeah, dead yeah. body. Cuerpo de muerto. Body from the dead. Yeah, dead body, demon. Dead body. In Espanol. Uh, cuerpo de la muerte. Oh! All right, she's not a Mets fan. What do we give? I guess we give her a no, shot. A shot. A take a shot. How do you say shot in Spanish? I'll take uh, it with you. Tito, Tito, Tito. Tito, Tito, let's go. Tito. Tito's. I call it shot. I'm a vodka lemonade guy. Let's, all right, shot. Let's go. Cheers. Yeah, you're right. It's 
Trago. What's Alexandra? Alexa, Alex. Alex. Cheers. Cheers. Give a round of applause for shots. Woo! And Alex. And Alex. Woo! Thank you, guys. That tequila hits different. This was very Woo. fun. <laughs> Don't tell my boss. Drinking on the job. Um, all right, Figgy. That's the academy. That's Give it up for Figgy in the academy, folks. All right, we're now going to go to the Jake Brown French Academy. No, I'm just kidding. All right. I will now do my Mets rap for uh -oh. you guys. Jay Swizzy. There we go. All right. Let's get a slow clap going. Trevor, start a slow clap. Trevor, here we go. Trevor. Where's this beat? Trev bot on the beat. We're going to play it. Trev, I need a slow clap. Where's the beat? You got the beat? No, where's the beat? Slow clap. There we go. All right. Here we go, folks. This beat was produced by my roommate, Trevor. Trev Bot on the track. Hold on. Let me pull up the beat. It's a good beat. Has 26, has the, all the Mets on the roster, Lindor and DeGrom and Luis Rojas in there. All right. Silence in the room. Here we go. <clears throat> One. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa, amazing but true. We talking Mets baseball, the orange and blue. I'm bringing the fire, Figgy bringing the heat. Cold like polar bear, salute, big meat, Pete. Jay Swizzy rapping, Trev Bot made this. Need runs now, call 877-JD-Davis. Rojas calls a shot, gotta do what he says. El Mago hits bombs, may need to re-sign Baez. Some say bring Javi back, some say they can't. Just sit back, relax, we got James McCann. Cannon, cannon, making the scoop. Thank God the Mets pen has Aaron Loop. Drew Smith, too, who we barely have to pay. Me and Figgy in sync. It's gonna be May. We got Pilar and VR always in a hurry. Pinch hit bombs. Kudos, Brandon Drury. Bench mob saved us, but we ain't in first, though. Walk your time to step up. Michael Conforto. Jesus, take the wheel. Need more for McNeil. From Hill to McGill, it's time to really deal. First place for months, but now no more. Please come back quick to Grom and Lindor. Hustle to first, run on walks like Nimmo. Finding time behind the dish, Tomas Nido. Cookie Carrasco back, all-star Ty Walker. Strosho taking over. He's our all-talker. Standing tall, Seth Lugo. Middle relief like Castro. Cue the trumpets, Diaz and Diaz, and I will all firm, though. Need more Dom Bobs. We need them sooner. Before I run into a wall like Almora Jr. I just named every map magical like Mazika. If you enjoyed that rap, catch, let me hear ya! Bars! <laughs> Woo! Bars, son. Some of those were tongue twisters, so I'm sorry, but uh, bars in a bar. Wrote it this morning. That's <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. Did he just say he wrote that this morning? Wrote that this morning. They didn't lose yet when you wrote it. <laughs> oh, I prepared for a loss uh, in that rap. <laughs> Thanks everybody for coming out. Let's give our shout outs. Thanks to Catherine and the Catch team. Give it up for Catch Astoria right now. All right, post videos, photos, hashtag amazing but true, Jake Brown Radio, Figgy NY, F I G G I E N Y. Um, tag us, do all that. Shout out to Brian Mugia. Give it up for Brian Mugia. Give it up for the interns, David Lazar in the building. Shout out to David. Even though he said Desh Reshford instead of Desi Relaford, but we'll let it slide. He's got to get that tattooed on his tailbone now. <laughs> and shout, shout out to the video intern out of Syracuse. Jake Aria, Aria, Aria. 
We will have future live podcasts. We're hoping, if not this year, next year, to do it from City Field. McFadden's, rest in peace. You went from taking shots to getting the shot at McFadden's as they have closed down for vaccinations. Uh, Hopefully the Mets are in a pennant race, Figgy, in September. You know, I still have hope. I'm not quitting. I'm still going to watch. Big week ahead. Let's win. Let's win this series against the Nats. And when we talk to Ty Burrell from Modern Family on Thursday's podcast, maybe this team is within one and a half or a game out of first place. Anything is possible. We've seen this team have a lot of ups and downs. Uh, right now, it's a lot more downs than ups. But you've been uh, cheering this team on this long. Why turn back now? Let's see how this thing plays out. And again, if they can get Lindor back, they can get DeGrom back and Syndergaard, that's a tremendous boost down the stretch run. And even in September, there's 30 days in September, they can still make a big run. You got to believe. That is the saying yeah, we use gotta here believe. Land. You got to believe. Uh, this weekend, it's been you got to bereave. Because uh, we've just been losing nonstop, but I'm bullish. Uh, thanks to my roommates. Shout out to Harrison and Trevor living with me. Give them a round of applause. Harrison, single in the corner. Ladies, if you're interested, he is single. <laughs> Shout out to my homies coming out. Jelani, Alyssa, Dom, Alex, Afi, Billy, all in the building. Maida, shout out to Maida. Maida did a terrific job. We're going to give you all coasters and koozies. Maida somehow printed these. I don't know how you did it. Uh, these cool little koozies we have here. Give it up for Maida. It's a team effort on this show. And Figgy, I love working with you, man. We have a good time. We have fun. And this was our first trial run at a uh, podcast live. We have an, a good crowd here, and we're excited to do it down the road. Oh, absolutely, and I think this is what it's all about. We have a chance to talk baseball, and you guys can commiserate with us often when it comes to Mets and Mets losses. But we love what we do, and we're excited to bring it to you guys, and thank you guys for listening, subscribing. More interaction. We would love to have you guys uh, taking part in the show, so email us. Amazing butt true pot. Don't use too many T's because then it's butt. Like yeah, U-T-T. he did that the first time. It and I texted him that. Yeah. No, it wasn't good. <laughs> so amazingbuttruepod at gmail.com. And then you can also call us at a voicemail. You don't have to leave your name with it. You don't even have to use your real voice. In fact, let's get freaky. Try it out. Let's see what you like. The number is? Uh, AmazingBetruePod at gmail.com. Follow us. Subscribe. Please, if you're right now, I want you all to pause. Go on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Search Amazing But True. Scan your local friends back, and it'll come up. And give us a nice review. Write in a nice review. We appreciate that. 845-391-3660 is the voicemail number. Not my number. Uh, It is the voicemail number of the show. You wish you had my number. Uh, But uh, we appreciate the support. It means a lot. Yeah, you don't want my number. And thanks for coming out. Give us a round of applause. Let's go. Queens in the building. The number one borough is Queens. That wraps up episode, keep it cheering, keep it going. Episode 76, the Patrick Mazika episode of Amazing But True. Thanks to Nelson Figueroa, Brian McGee, everyone for coming out. That's it, we'll see you Thursday. Thank you very much, Catch Astoria.